0: Don't miss The Marvels in theaters on November 10th and see where the Marvel stories all began when you watch Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel only on Disney+. Planned starting at 7 dollars Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why.
1: Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer, so no matter your setup, you can start creating right now.
0: Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms, like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify.
1: Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: are now listening to Fem Regard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez.
1: Mmm, Femme.
0: Welcome back, Femme Fam. Thank you, as always, for being loyal listeners. Um, we are just at the beginning of our season six right now, so that's over 50 episodes that we brought to you guys. Like... We're so excited about this. (laughs) And we have an amazing guest for you guys today. This is my dear friend, Elvira. We met during quarantine, actually. I mean, virtually. Um, But it's been really an awesome experience to get to know her and to see what she does. So I'm excited for you guys to hear about what she does. She is a wardrobe and prop stylist. it's the first time we've introduced you listeners to that world of of film and advertising and all of that so yeah we'll just jump right in thank you Alvera for coming on
2: today (laughs) yes Yes, thank you thank you so much ladies for having me here I really admire what you do and how you share um, work of wonderful people woman in our industry thank you so I'm really honored to to be here and share my story with you (laughs) awesome so let's
0: so I'd love to like just kind of start at the beginning um so you grew up in Poland and then you came here I think Mm -hmm. your website said about 12 years ago something like that
2: uh to Los Angeles but I moved to uh now it's been 16 years in uh, Los Angeles and 20 years in America Wow, so, congratulations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Y'all, before I we hopped on this call, I, I freaked Elvira out a little. I started pe- speaking Polish cuz uh, many of you probably <laughs> don't know this about me. I know you think we're like French <laughs> cuz <'cause> of <laughs> Femircard, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm half Polish and so I was like, "Cześć, <laughs> So it's so yeah. cool to have some uh like a Polish femme queen on the show as totally. well yes. totally congrats on making the transition over to the states that must have been quite a journey did you start out um doing set design or film in poland
2: no i didn't i was a completely different field i finished law in poland and practiced law for about four years and oh wow during my study I met my future husband when I was traveling in the United States. So I was uh, (laughs) almost finishing my university. I never thought that um, we will, um, that we'll merge together, you know, as couple. I thought it was just like wild summer time (laughs) and, you know, came back home and, um, but he he didn't stop calling me, and uh, for about two years, we built this wonderful relationship over the phone and mm-hmm. uh, we're not together anymore. after 20 years of marriage, we separated. but um he he's an amazing photographer, and he was the one who introduced me to photography when I moved to los to United States mm-hmm. and um I was still thinking of pursuing my career as a lawyer and wanted to um, convert my diploma. So that was my main focus when I lived here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, David, my ex-husband's name, um, mm-hmm. he, he saw my um, passion for, for clothing, for mm-hmm. beauty and appreciating beauty And he invited me to style his first photo shoot. So, and I loved it. And after that (laughs) shoot, I said to David, you know what? I think that um, I would like to uh, pursue working as a stylist. I really enjoyed that. And he helped me with introducing me to several stylists so I could assist that was still back in Chicago. Mm. Wow. Um, so that's how my story began yes yeah.
1: that's so <gasps> cool like it just by chance you know you kind of fell into it and I love that you the, I love the way you put it like you just appreciate beauty and like putting mm. it together and like amplifying mm. that like that's that's a like a really nice way of putting that like you just mm. see it and like appreciate things and how they kind of go together you know yeah that's that's really lovely Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so I mean your progression it sounds like is was kind of through like networking and word of mouth it was just meeting more and more people got you Mm -hmm. more and more work I guess right
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so at the beginning I was assisting maybe a couple of stylists back in Chicago Mm -hmm. um I was fortunate enough that I started with a high fashion stylist and it was so much fun. Um, working for magazines uh, gives a lot of freedom, creative freedom. And you get to work with phenomenal designers with beautiful design clothes. And and putting those pieces together is, mm. is incredible Um Experience, you know. So this is how I started, and I thought that I will continue my work as a high fashion stylist. I really felt like I can uh, explore myself in magazine work, mm-hmm. but um, at the same time, I also stayed open to where this whole thing is guiding me—the new career and and uh, meeting new people and exploring new fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and quickly I started recognizing that there was not much high fashion also in Chicago. So Mm -hmm. um, at that time, my husband and I, we were thinking about moving out of um, Chicago looking for the print uh, type of work. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had two cities in mind. One was New York, one was Los Angeles. And um, since David's career was already um progressing so um we decided that um we'll make our decision based on his needs at Mm -hmm. that time and we decided to move to Los Angeles um and yeah and I started pretty much from the very beginning looking for my own work as a stylist uh still getting some work as an assistant it was extremely challenging yeah uh as you can imagine this industry is very competitive and there are chance of amazing talented people here mm-hmm. yeah but I yeah I was so, like so uh motivated and encouraged and um inspired so I was just like looking for work everywhere I would make a list of photographers, um, directors, producers, uh, clients that I would call or send emails. At that time, emails started to become slowly popular more than um, phone calls. Mm -hmm. So I would sit every day and send like 100 emails. And after perhaps maybe three months, Slowly, people started replying. Like, hey, I want to test with you. I want to work with you. Uh, So, at the beginning, there was a lot of freebies that I was doing, but it was amazing uh, also to explore myself this way. um, Yeah, without having that, you know, financial pressure behind it. And through that, I met uh, a lot of people from the industry that later just invited me to collaborate on um pay work
1: yeah
2: Oh so, yeah. can you break
1: down what exactly the role of maybe an assistant what does like starting out what were the kinds of things that you were tasked to do I'm curious because mm-hmm. like like exactly what were you dressing on on these shoots
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and In high fashion, it's a little different because, um, and it depends on the city and where you work. If you work, let's say like in Chicago, um, basically we were pulling clothes mostly from New York. So just sitting online and talking to PR firms for different designers like Chanel, Dior, Gucci, and others depends on, Uh, what magazines we would shoot for. Not all the designers would be interested in exposing themselves or their styles in certain magazines. Magazines. So it depends on a magazine. Yeah, we would reach to different uh, press uh, offices and have the wardrobe shipped to us. So uh, it made it a little easier on an assistant because like, you don't have to round around and pick up clothes. And then... um, yeah, and my job would be pretty much unpacking, organized clothes, getting ready for the photo shoot, um, organizing shoes, accessories, so it was easy for a stylist to uh, to see everything and and have an access, uh, easy access to to all all the wardrobe, pretty much. Gotcha. Um, uh, it's a little different when uh, you work on commercial work. There's a lot of shopping involved. Um, so, I would shop with my stylist, uh, sometimes few assistants, depends on, a, on, on how big the job would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just running around shopping malls, costume houses. Um, we would discuss the project uh, prior with the stylist what's needed. And quite often, uh, she or he would give us a direction of what they need. And based on that, we would shop. Sometimes we would have a freedom of choosing items ourselves. If the job would be like enormous and, um, you know, the stylist couldn't take everything on on her shoulders, then we would have um, some freedom to to choosing things as assistants. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Yes, definitely. And... And then bringing everything uh, to the studio on location and um, organizing uh, everything pretty much in a similar way, mm-hmm. unpacking um, if they're... Uh, usually the wardrobe is organized by uh, talent, sizes. Um, so yeah, there's a lot involved and it's, it's extremely yeah. um, heavy physical work too. So when you work on set for few days straight 12 14 hours sometimes you're exhausted after that project and you're looking forward to a break so yeah yeah
0: Mm. how much to um and I'm sure this is probably more so with like bigger film sets as opposed to like a smaller photo shoot but um I'm sure for commercial work a lot too how much do you have to work with Um, like an entire wardrobe department and also like from the prop side of it, like set decorate set decorators and all of that world, like how much of that all kind of bleeds together with what you do?
2: So as a, as a wardrobe stylist, I was always a leading person, even working on film productions. I haven't, my main work focused on photography Mm -hmm. and, um, So when I work on commercials, uh, I would hire, if there was something specific that I would have to, commercials or film, or even photo shoots, if I would have to um, come up with a costume, specific costume, I would reach out to different designers and we would make this whole thing together, design together, discuss the concept and execute what's needed. Um, When I work on... Big photo shoots productions where I had like 70, 100 people to dress. So that would require several assistants on set. So uh, just distributing that work between myself and my assistant was a key to uh, move through the production smoothly because mm-hmm. we, we shoot very quickly, especially on photo shoots and commercials is a little different because filming takes time. So yeah. we have a little bit different um, routine. Um, and, and similar to, to my film work, I, um, uh, most of my film, um, uh, projects involve costumes and I was a key stylist or costume designers for that, even though I didn't design the costumes itself, but I chose the costumes from, uh, from the costume houses I studied that uh, the period Uh, Ahead of time and uh, would go over there with my assistants and uh, and pull the clothes uh, based on on a project. Fun fact uh, to our listeners, if
0: you weren't aware, um, our last episode from last season, we chatted about the film Into Light, which Elvira did the wardrobe for. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. just a little connection there. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was pretty fun. I cannot wait to see the results and the film, the film, uh, it's coming up soon. So yeah, I'm excited. And it's very similar to, to props, although props on, on film, on, uh, photo shoots and commercials are a little different. Mm-hmm. And on commercials, I would work a lot with, uh, builders mm-hmm. and we would design the pink together uh what's possible to, to discuss the really? project and uh,
1: yeah like you would actually build
2: out like help them build I would the- have yes I sets, would have I people guess? yeah mm-hmm. so there I've done jobs wow. where yeah where I hired five builders and and we would build the sets um it's a little different when it comes to film uh, most of the time we we. um Actually, I would say 100% uh, of my work on film was on location. So mm-hmm. I would work with existing locations and whatever was needed to um, supplement, we would get from prep houses and um, or have it made mm-hmm. specifically for, for the film.
0: It's interesting okay, to wow. hear like all the things that go into it because I don't think people really realize what a stylist mm-hmm. does you know I think people mm-hmm. think of a stylist only for like you know celebrities on the red carpet and it's like pulling you know mm-hmm. a few gowns for one night that they're going to choose one thing mm-hmm. to wear or whatever but there's like there's so much more that goes into it so thank you for breaking that down for mm-hmm. us and for our listeners do you mm-hmm. have a favorite um like you you started with um like high fashion does is that kind of your favorite thing to work on or Mm.
2: commercial or film or you just love it all equally (laughs) i pretty much love everything equally Mm. and it depends on a project the more creative it is the more fun Mm -hmm. uh it is for me um i like to be challenged by by a project so uh when there are jobs where i have to come up with creative ideas uh building sets or uh Even sometimes when you think about simple advertising job, what we call it simple, can involve so much uh, of creative thought, um, like choosing specific colors, style. It takes time, and the more specific project is, the more uh, um, and involving it is on a creative level.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like the more narrow you go, the less. options you have right so you have to really move your brain to think of how you want to execute this and also work with the creative director from ad agencies and and think of what their vision for that project was too mm-hmm. you know so um yeah what
1: nice. advice? That oh, that's that's really that sounds really fun and like awesome that kind of like just as a creative, like how to kind of challenge yourself, like you know, in independent filmmaking, we talk about we talk about that all the time. Like when you're given only three things to work with, like you know, like you're mm-hmm. this is your one location and you can only use this prop and this chair. Like how can you mm-hmm. still yeah execute your full vision and your story using like you know the resources you have? Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to see that still works too even when you have maybe a certain person telling you hey i only got these access to these props and dresses and the creative director wants you to kind of have this vibe or style going on you know you, it's it's kind of fun to work with those challenges because maybe you come it up is. with something you never even thought would be your end Absolutely. result to begin with you know
2: and i'm hoping that um the way uh, our business is shifting right now with the pandemic is going to guide us to that simplicity mm-hmm. uh, because throughout the years, uh, at the beginning when I started, I still work with photographers who would photograph on film. Uh, art directors would, from agencies would be sending sketches instead of like... Um, CAD drawings. Uh, exactly. Uh, instead of like... rep. Pictures as a reference for stylists and, and sometimes even wanting us to execute exactly the same look, um, which, which changed everything. your like creative mind starts thinking about options instead of um, how, to, how to be creative with as little as you have. Um, so the solutions, I, almost the solutions, and and you know that's why we would bring on set chance of running racks of wardrobe because everyone wanted to see an option and and I feel like with all these options we put creative thought on a side, you know. Um, right, you're getting all these so
1: voices I, in the room, which exactly. is, that's really
2: challenging. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So I'm happy. hoping that. Yeah, that with all these new roles and guidance that at the beginning when I received the guidelines for the pandemic of how the production is going to look like now, I freaked out. But I took a deep breath and I thought about it and I felt like it's actually pretty amazing that I'm going to have less to work with, but it will push me with this little um accessibility accessibility mm-hmm. uh to 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 create more you know
0: yeah to create actually,
2: to be more effective in create creative process
0: yeah i love that that's a really great way mm-hmm. to think about it and i mean i think that goes for not just like wardrobe and props, but everything, you know, I mean, I was having a conversation with someone recently about the amount of people that are going to be on sets now, you know, and even once we like get through the really tough part of this, things are going to be different, you know, and we're Mm going to go from, having, you know, a set with hundreds of people on it, if it's that kind of budget of a thing to like half of that, because so many of those mm-hmm. people really don't need to be on set. Like, yes, they're a part of it. They have their days, but like, they don't need to be there at the time. And I think it's just going to streamline mm-hmm. and make everything so much more efficient in so many areas. So I'm glad to hear you're excited about that and not, you know, like
1: discouraged by that or anything. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really yeah an excellent perspective to have, and I, I, something we want to keep putting out there. It's very mm-hmm. positive, and I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there will be challenges, and I, I think the key for anything is uh, to stay open and um, open to 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 new, open to a change, and not. Uh, too much of what it's going to look like mm-hmm. just to be <laughs> go with the flow you know and it's going to be much easier uh, than just like comparing what was and comparing maybe perhaps to what we think it's going to be like yeah i
1: love that so, That parallels again, excellent, excellently with the work you do, like, you know, you have to just kind of be able to be malleable to the change and what people want, and then what you have, and, you know, we can always get caught up at the end result, right? Like, we always Always. in our head, we're like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I really wanted this this it to look like this and have this color scheme but it's like then Mm -hmm. you kind of limit yourself to like you know what it could be so I love that I think that really translates Mm -hmm. to both like on a personal and like on a creative note you know Mm -hmm. staying open to that yeah I'm really curious Elvira because this is actually a world too that I'm like always been like curious about um, how does one get like wh- to to those who are listening and feel like this is a world they want to live in? What's how's what's the best way to get started? Um, is it by going on shoots and building a re- like mm. your own portfolio and trying to do that? How what what mm-hmm. advice would you give? Well, how do you even prepare for that too? Like before yeah, you get like, to that level,
0: how to get that knowledge and everything? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: break it um, down. <laughs> yeah, I. I feel like introducing research is the key as let's say if you're want to start as an assistant I think it's very important even though sometimes we think that we have really amazing um, qualities of a style and I and and it's great that you know a person embrace that but there's another part of production that um It's really helpful to discover and assisting for some time opens the different perspective on what's involved, Mm -hmm. including uh, not only styling work, um, but also budgets, working with people, communicating with the clients, uh, discussing strategy. Uh, It's it's really complex. Um, So it's not... Just bringing clothes on on shoot. So I suggest that like assisting for sometimes is wonderful. Reaching out to people that inspire you with your work, um, and you know sending an email with enthusiastic introduction. I value enthusiasm in people and effort a lot. And not to be discouraged if the person will not reply. Uh, or will not reply right away. Just be persistent for a couple or three times and express that um, willingness of of working with with this person. And um, and I' you know, I am optimistic optimistic in this yeah. approach, and uh, I give chance people, and this is how. How we start so um, working on sets observing stylists and and then you know building up connections and and I think the rest just unfolds with how much effort we put into our work um, and quality is is important and is very recognizable mm-hmm. quickly recognizable in our field you know? yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. And I mean, it worked for you, you know, you reached out to people kind of cold called in the beginning and, Mm -hmm. you
2: know, it got, it got you going. So it's, it's proof Mm -hmm. that it works, you know? Yes. Even, you know, calling people and and working as an intern for some time, if you're young and driven, why not? There's nothing to lose. You can gain, gain phenomenal experience, meet fantastic people, be inspired and, and also, get to know what this industry is about if you really fit in there because mm. a lot of people have also fantasies about um film what industry it's like. and, yeah. and what it's like and not seeing how much hard work it's um, it requires you know mm.
1: right absolutely and so it's so not it's like, for everybody yeah you know?
2: <laughs> definitely not
1: so it helps mm-hmm. to kind of get, throw yourself kind of in that world and observe and, and see if like, that's some a, a space you can really thrive and live in. Mm-hmm. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of elements and you work long days. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. this business. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what's yeah. the most challenging and rewarding um, thing about your, your job? Would you say, what do you think is the most challenging and the most rewarding?
2: i the most challenging is where I am thrown to to execute something that I haven't done before mm. that requires me to do research, either if it's like historical film period build something that I've never done um, uh executing projects on challenging locations yeah (laughs) where it's like really hard you know i love that challenge and this is extremely rewarding at the end any of these are really like when you see the results of your hard work and you Mm -hmm. know how difficult that was to execute how many how much effort of so many people it took um yeah that's that's rewarding who just...
1: are you no I, I i love that like at the mm-hmm. end being able to see your work and be like okay all these elements came together <laughs> so i'm just curious who 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 is it that you are in communication with when on a film set specifically that you are talking to to have this vision come together
2: um uh, project is desi- uh, project designer producer and director okay wow so that awesome. would be film if if when it comes to photography it's uh um client which would be either um advertising agency or the client directly mm-hmm. a photographer um and producer <laughs> <laughs> yes oh yeah there's so <laughs> many so many different aspects to discuss you know like with photographer or with the director we talk about how to execute the creative vision Mm -hmm. with the producer how to execute the logistics which are so important and i think that i experience a lot in in my field that um producers sometimes um you know like i love that communication um to have that communication with the producer so they understand also like what I need to make my work smooth and uh, and that we all happy at the end with the results, you mm-hmm. know? So it's communication is the key and um and also budgets like yeah. you know what money do we work with? Um so each <laughs> each person is so important and I appreciate like, you know, all, all of, all of the crew, you know? Definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, to wrap up, um, how can our listeners kind of, uh, see your work for one. I mean, if you want to just share your website, cause I know I went on there, like I said, and I was just like, I want her to style my life. Like I just want to look at these pictures cause they're gorgeous. Um, yeah, and just, it's an also, amazing website. Yeah, yeah. But also just to follow, you know, your journey and keep up with what you're doing, mm-hmm. any social media handles, mm-hmm. anything like that, that you'd mm-hmm. like to share.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, you can check my work on my website. It's www.elviramiezal.com com uh, i also have my instagram where i post things from my travels uh, different things that i enjoy to do uh, so it's not only my work it's mostly my lifestyle and my instagram is l Miezal, just e-l and my last name myzel m-i-e-z-a-l awesome well thank you so much for coming on today Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really great to be here and and share. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. So wonderful. Yes. And
0: thank you listeners. Um, As always, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at famregard.com.
2: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.